Well, how about that student band, huh? Because they are, yeah, they're great. They're great. Uh, no shade to old people, but that's, that's why I sometimes love listening to our worship more because they are so much fun to watch. Um, and I uh, don't even believe, I, I, I don't disbelieve anything that they're singing or saying. Um, and I love the fact later on, there's a song where we're literally just singing about joy and to watch them sing it, you're like, uh, uh, this seems like how it's supposed to be sung. They, they have all the joy in the world. So today, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about schools. You see me repping my high school. I'm really sorry if you lose to us in football because our quarterback is real good this year. Watch out. Just saying. He's a junior, and he's, he's a stud. I'm, he's amazing. I don't know what to tell you. He's fast. He can throw. Whatever. We can talk about this all day, but I'm not going to. So we're going to talk a little bit about schools today and, uh, and a little bit about admins, teachers, people who work in the schools. If you work in any school in any capacity, can you stand up for me? Yeah. How many? Where are you at? Great. 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 Let me ask you a question. Who has worked in a school district the longest? One school district for the longest amount of time. Anyone? You want to shout it out, what your year is? 9, 10? 25? Is there anyone more than 25? No? Oh, what? How many? 30? Is there anyone more than 30? I'm 30 years old. Uh, um, any, anyone, anyone more than 30? Abby, I think she gets it. That's a, pray for her soul and... Um, that's a lot. I mean, that means you probably know their parents and then you know their kids and then you know some of their grandkids and that means they've been torturing you for generations, which is great. Um, who works in the same school district that they went to? Anybody? We have one, two, two. is there another one? Great. Um, all right, uh, so this is how we settle it in student ministry, ready? Who was over here? Okay, you guys are gonna have to stand up right where you're at and rock, paper, scissors each other for it. We have three? Or we have a three-way rock, paper, scissors? Um, unless someone yields. Jennifer won't yield, she's from Indiana. Any, anyone else? They're yielding, it's, it's been yelled. Is that a thing? Abby, I think Jennifer gets it if we're, we're yielding, great. That also means you're in the same community for so, so long. Well, here's uh, how, why I respect these admins, these teachers, these people who work around our school. Um, they need a little bit more Holy Spirit than the rest of us, right? I mean, you've been around a school for more than five seconds, you know. God, pray for them, pray for their soul, pray that they don't kill my child. You know, <laughs> like one of those things, you're like, thank God for those people. Um, but with all the angst, with the married, I mean, the type of student that you get is just, it varies. Like 
You get the student where you're just, you're super pumped to teach them. They have all this knowledge and they're really intelligent and you're like trying to keep ahead of them all the time. And you're like, what's the next thing? Everything, my, my normal curriculum just isn't enough for them. I, I have to come up with something more and they challenge you as a teacher, right? And then you have the other student who's like me, who was like, mom, I can't do my homework because my teacher hates me. They just, they hate me. And then they're like, taking gum off of the desk and chewing it. Like, there's just, you're like trying, you're not trying to teach them more intelligence. You're teaching them how to be like a human. You know, like, you're like, where did they find you? Like, were you, did they, did they literally brought you out of the woods, didn't they? Like, there's like that thought where you're like, I don't even know what's happening here. And after all, What's really crazy is there's not really a more important place for us. There's not a more important place for students to experience diversity and intelligence and relationships and to figure out everything in their life. This is such a molding period for our students, not just in a classroom, not just about education, not just about intelligence and their knowledge of what they know, but as a person, they're learning everything at school. And it's not really like it used to be, what used to happen is like we used to play in the, in the neighborhood kids and had football and like wiffle like ball games and whatever. Um, 75% of everything, all interactions that our student have are at school. So that should indicate to us that school is a pretty important place for us, right? It's a pretty important place for us to focus on, to think about how they participate in it, their school, their community, what it looks like. Most of the things for them are revolving around this central piece of their community, their school. How can we all be good neighbors to a school that we're connected to, that we're involved in their community? I actually started to figure out that Cincy people are really weird. So here's how I know this. When I graduated from Fairfield, best public school in Ohio, when I graduated from there, I actually went to school in Illinois, right? So when I went to Illinois, I started to figure out, I had a professor and he was like, hey, um, where are you from? I said, Cincinnati. He was like, can I tell you something? And I was like, sure. And he was like, most people don't know who their trash servicer is. And I was like, what? Are you talking about Rumpke? <laughs> are you, you're talking about Rumpke, aren't you? He said, yeah, actually, most people don't know who their trash servicer is, and I always know who's from Cincinnati because I can walk into any place and say, hey, who's your trash servicer? And the people from Rump uh, Cincinnati will be like, Trumpke. <laughs> it's Rumpke. Who doesn't know their trash? I don't understand. We are so weirdly loyal to the things that we have, right? And so we even, he was like, yeah, I'm not even, like, take it a step further. You guys talk about Rumpke like it's a place you go. And I was like, yeah, I was driving by Rumpke. Like I said, like we, we go up to Rumpke to pray. Like we're at the top of the mountain. This is what we do here. You don't know? This is, our, this is our place. And then it's also a name, so it's confusing. So you're like, do you know Rumpke? Like, no, who is that? It's my trash servicer. Like, is it a guy? I mean, it probably was a guy. I don't know. It's not now, it's just a trash hill, but we talk about it like it's a guy. And we're all incredibly loyal to this thing. Like, why are we, what does it represent? What, what is it about Rumpke? And we all love this idea of community here. 
We all love this idea about our community, our pride. What does it represent to us? See, the things that we love are the things we love. Our schools. See, outside of the Cincinnati area, everyone asks the same question. Where'd you go to school? Now, in other places, they actually mean like, where did you go to school? Like, did you go to college? Did you do whatever? We're like, I went to Fairfield. They're like, okay, is that like a high school? Like, what college is that? You're like, I think it's in New Jersey, but like I went to Fairfield Public High School, okay? That's more important than where I went to college. Forget that. This is my tribe. This is my community. And this is a weird, loyal piece to everything that we have. Skyline, Rumpke, our Reds, Joe Burrow, right? There's these things that we have that these are our things. The West Side is our place. Three Rivers is my place. Indiana is my place. It's not my place, but I'm sure for some of you, it's totally your place, right? Like, what are the things? Man, I love my community. I love my pride. It represents so much more. It represents my family. See, Fairfield for me represents way more than just a city where I graduated from. Way more than car dealerships and jungle gyms. That's really all they have. Uh, That's it. And a good quarterback. Man, my family's there. Where I grew up there. My school was there where I was shaped and formed, good or bad. Man, everything about me is wrapped up here. Man, I love this place. I love my people. I love my tribe. I love my community. There they understand me. So we love our stuff. And so today we're gonna talk a little bit more about like, what are the things that I love about my stuff? And also, what are the things that you love about your stuff because they give to you? And how much do you give back to your stuff? After all, the world knows, we as Christians, knows what we're about. They know everything that we're against. And it's about time that we start showing them what we're for. And so I'm going to give you three points, and then uh, they're going to be really mediocre three points, but it's going to set up my friends later who are actually going to teach to you um, because they're super awesome. So the point number one, love the school, the teachers, and the admins. No one is more our neighbor than our school system, our teachers, our support staff, our admins. This may be a hot take, but great school systems lead to great communities. And if you want your students to grow up in maturity, wisdom, relationships, obedience, and the list goes on, we have to support our schools. We don't have a choice. I mean, why else did Jesus come to earth and and use teacher language? Because if he is the rabbi, our teacher, there are things for us to learn. Christianity is a thing that we have to learn the way of Jesus, to be educated in. That means that we have to educate ourselves in the way that Jesus would go about loving our schools. We are educated in the way to follow Jesus and disciple people. And I don't think we can separate those things, Jesus and teacher. See, the Bible puts it this way. The fear of the Lord is the beginning beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Where is our best place to give wisdom and instruction to our students and our people? Schools, at home, with our families. And I get it. We're not really saying that our teachers are like Jesus, right? They are not. They will be the first to tell you that they are not. 
But doesn't that mean, though, that we should be doing everything in our power to help the people who are educating our children? Student culture, education change happens so often with who you're working with. Do you understand? Let me, let me put it to you this way. In the adult culture, there's macro and micro culture. Macro culture in adult world takes forever to change. We don't like changing culture. We don't like when things look different. Micro culture probably takes about like six months. So anything that is a minute change in our culture takes us about six months to adapt and adopt it as adults. Student culture, macro culture, the big earth shattering, crazy culture shifts takes about six months for them to fully run through. Micro culture, daily, maybe weekly. But man, everything is shifting for them so quickly. Everything for our admins and our teachers and our people working with our students shifts fast. So not only are they trying to worry about, hey, what is the government giving us? What is the state giving us? Hey, what is our superintendent giving us? Uh, what are we supposed to do in our classroom now? What is our curriculum that used to be? What should our, be cur- our curriculum in the future? Man, now I have to worry about how I'm presenting this information to all of our students at one time. Man, it's a lot. It's just a lot to handle. And you're working with people in their culture, because let's be honest, like, Teachers are missionaries. I don't care what anybody says. They are missionaries. They are living in a culture that is not their own. And you're working with people. I don't know if you've worked with people, but it is messy. So here's my plea to you. Speak positively out in the open about our schools. Man, nothing hurts worse than when you are pouring out your heart for people And all you have is some armchair quarterback yelling about how terrible you are at your job and what your intentions are. Man, that hurts. It stinks. Because guess what? Here's what I know. If you met the admins, if you met the teachers of our schools, if you met the people in our schools, you would know that the only reason that they're there is because they have a heart for our students. That's the only reason they're there. And they care so deeply about our students, more so than most. And so can in the open, can we praise their efforts? I'm not saying that we agree with everything everybody does because it's not true. We won't. But there's a time and a place for you to take that information. Because guess what? If the student is actually our top priority, if the student are actually their top priority, then test them. Walk in there with the challenge that you see and say, hey, this is what I notice." This is how you're not challenging my student. This is how I see what's wrong with the school district. Because you know what? They actually want to know. Because if it affects students, they will change it. Nothing is above our students for them. Their intentions are pure and purely for those who they are tasked to lead, which is our students. Which leads me to our second point, which is love the kids at these schools. Takes a village to raise a kid, right? True, especially if you have a one and a half year old son and then half the time you don't even know where he is. Because that's me and I have no idea where my son is 98% of the time. No clue. And you're like, you know what? I hope that by the time my son gets from me to that river, someone stops him. It's not me. I'm not fast enough. I lost all energy. I don't, have a, I don't have enough mental strength. I'm weak. 
emotionally. Whatever it is. Man, God, please send someone to come stop my child, right? It takes a village. You need people in your corner to talk with your student, with your kid. Man, you need somebody in your corner. You need a community of people who will be there for your kid. When at all possible, lift up the students and our, and our staff in intentional ways. Donate your time, resources, attend events, spread positivity. Schools have to fill the gaps for students who are not getting adequate support and resources from home. If you unpack that sentence, do you know what that means? If you work with students longer than a week, you start to realize, hey, you know what? I came from a great family. Some of us didn't, I did. You know how many students of, of ours who are coming from great families now? Support families, so, like families who give them everything that they need. And I'm, I'm not saying wants, I'm saying needs. Not many, not many. Man, so isn't that important then for us to fill in the gap? Man, we have to love our students. Can we work alongside school to wrap these kids in love and support? Our best movement with students comes when parents point a partner with us to help their student. Our best movement here at Whitewater is when parents wanna come alongside us and say, hey, this is what's happening. This is where my kid is. This is what I think that you should know from home. And then we can go, hey, well, yeah, um, they spill like nine drinks on a Sunday morning every Sunday. Can we put a lid on it at home maybe? Just try it, it's cool, it's like an awesome invention. <laughs> super, super cool. But when we can share information back and say, yeah, actually, you know what's funny is this is what, our small group leaders are pastoring your kids. So like, if you walk with your, with your small, group, small group leader to pastor your kid, man, like, do you know, this is what your student shared in our group. Do you, did you know that this is what they're struggling with? Did you know that this is what they're thinking about? Did you know that this is like the truth about your dad and son relationship that you just didn't know and you thought everything was good? See, people who choose this profession in school system do it because they love kids and they love making an impact. And guess what? They actually have the same vision that we do. Um, they want to be change agents in their community. They wanna make it different. They wanna make it a different place. They wanna make it a healthier place for students and kids to thrive in. So check in with your local school district to see what they offer. Three Rivers is looking for professionals to share their career fields with students in various ways. Can they just show up and check it out? Jacket Cares is a new uh, Taylor uh, program that is to help and assist families in need that Whitewater is partnering with them. Can you get involved with that? We need to meet the tangible needs for students in order for them to succeed in classrooms, agreed? We probably should make sure that they're eating before we're way more worried about their homework. Lawrenceburg has big brother, big sister programs that you can help out with and so many other great things. And whenever you get a chance to, to publicize what your school is offering, that's great. Try building a network between your people, your community, and your school. Because that's what it is. Your school is here for your community, and your community is here for your school. Try building the bridge. School principals and counselors are great resources when families are in need and need to be connected to a resource in the community. 
food pantries, community, family counseling services, clothing, shoes, housing, how to get connected to extracurricular activities. That's a hard word, public school. There is an activity for every child, sports, esports, uh, robotics, dance, music, 4-H. That list is huge. Resources are everywhere and we just don't even know that they're always an option and neither do other people. If help is needed, just ask. Reach out to them and ask. Reach out to us and ask. The third thing is this. You are also a teacher and an influencer to these school districts, to your community. Whenever it may be, wherever it may be, what are you teaching? What are you teaching our students? What are you teaching kids? And I'm not just talking about your kids. I'm talking about our kids. See, God put it on us to teach and educate our kids as a community. God has a reason for putting you where you are, giving purpose to your passion and personality. He doesn't drag his disciples out of the world. He leads them into it. And who knows, maybe God is leading you into a new area with kingdom-minded purpose. Schools are usually one of the largest employers of the communities, and it may be looking for workers, cafeterias, custodians, maintenance, bus drivers. And any of these may seem like lowly, low-paying, bland, and meaningless jobs, but let me tell you, they are not. And I'm not sure, but these may look like the best opportunity for us our community, our people, to put loving adults around our students who need to know that there's a community for them, that they think they're valuable, that they love them, that they're cared for, that they're known, to be surrounded by our people in our community. In some ways, what I think is funny is we're all meant to be youth pastors. Yeah, good for those, good for those guys. In one way or another, all of us can be Jesus in our schools, modeling the life he has laid out for us, whether our students, whether we are students or parents or guardians or teachers or volunteers, God has a mission for everyone in this season. So in whatever place he's put you, 1 Corinthians 10, 31, whatever place he's put you, whatever he has given you to do, do it all for the glory of God. What are you doing? Who are the people that you already have influence over? You know what? I'm not asking you to actually go that far outside of yourself. I'm asking you to shrink yourself a little bit more and put the impact of your school and the students who are around you a little bit bigger than yourself. That's the first step. Man, what if you looked at your community the way that we actually looked at our community? What if we were like, you know what? I don't know about any other school district. I don't even care. They stink. Fairfield's the best. But you know what? I'm going to do whatever in my power to make sure that community of Fairfield is going to be the best community for our students to thrive and grow up in and to let them know that God is there, God is working, and that they have the gifts and the talents and value that, man, he offers and provided. Uh, and, uh, and we got a lot of diversity in here. Uh, if we start talking about how many different school districts we have represented Man, let me tell you something. We have a goal of reaching the 300,000, 12 through 18 year olds in greater Cincinnati. We have that goal. I'm pretty sure we could get there. I'm pretty sure we could get there. If you wonder what we're, we're attempting to do as a church, man, it's to unleash our students. 
It's uncovering students' God-given gifts, encouraging those. Most, most of them actually don't even believe that whatever their dream is, they'll actually be able to achieve. Man, that's sad. All I know is when I talk to my teacher friends, when I talk to my administrative friends, this is not what we want for them. Man, here's your dream. Here's your talents that God's given you. You can do it. If that's something that God put on your heart, he's called you to do, there's no reason why we're, why we're backing off. No reason. Man, we're running at it. Empowering them, to, empowering them to overcome obstacles and equipping them to use those gifts to glorify God and reach lost people. Let me tell you one of my two biggest pet peeves. One is when people say, we can't do something. I hate it. We can't or you won't. Like we can't or you won't do it. Man, we could reach this whole school district, but like we probably just can't. We, we can't or you won't. We could let students run a service and plan the whole thing for us, but we can't. We can't do it. We, we, we would, but we can't. You can't or you won't. Man, come on. Is that really what it is? We can't, we can't even try. We can't even recognize the gifts that God has given people so much so that we can't even let other people try. My second one is this, is when people say they're too old, too not cool to hang out with students. Man, it's a cop out. That's a weak response to me. Some of the best youth pastors I ever met are old. And when you start hanging out with students, here's what I know. This is why I love hanging out with students. They love people deeply. Man, you get around a student for like, a, like an hour and you're like, I know exactly where your heart is. I know exactly what you love. I know exactly how you love. I know exactly why God has put people in your life. Man, they are a catalyst for change. And that for me is like, you just, you won't. You won't be a student pastor. You won't be a pastor to us. You won't be a, people, a person who influences our students. And it's just untrue. Because in reality, we all have people in our life, grandkids, uh, other family members, nephews, nieces, people that we're guardians of, whatever. People that we just know, our neighbors, kids, whatever it is. There are people in your life that you know their name. I'm asking you, if you know their name, God has put them in your life for you to influence them. How can you help them? How can you love our students? How can you love our kids? How can you love our schools? What schools try to do, what we try to do. And what you see here today, if you look around the stage, is partnering with students to unlock their God-given potential. To support them and let them know the church recognizes what God has, been given, has given to them. And man, do you wanna use it? We want you to use it. What if instead we start viewing, viewing our schools as places to serve rather than places that are supposed to serve us? As outposts of the kingdom of heaven, ready to equip this next generation that's hungry to serve our community. Because let me tell you this, when you start hanging out with students too, you'll start to figure out real quick, they are not okay with being stagnant. They're not okay when there's not movement. 
Man, they want to see their friends, they want to see their community change. And that's their community out there. This is their community in here. And they want to see them merge. They want to see Jesus in their community and they want to see their community in their church. So who says we can't transform our schools into something different in the name of Jesus Christ? With the help of people who are already running after this. We already have missionaries who are in our schools. We already have other people in this room who need to be called to be missionaries in our schools. They just need a little help. Most teachers I know are like, hey, I'm one teacher and I got 120 students. Man, that is not possible. Let me be the first to tell you. You get more than 10 and you're like, we're in a zoo. It's a mess. <laughs> you start giving up. Man, our, our teachers, man, our ad, they need help. They need encouragement. They need people who are on their team. We need students to begin to change their communities through making disciples. But we gotta first start discipling them. And here's all I know, we start to limit God when we start to limit his people. Man, there is no limit to his people because there's no limit to my God. Yourself, your school, your students, man, don't limit yourself. You have more power than you think that you do because you have God's power living inside of you. John McCallan, he puts it this way, we need students not to hide out at school. We want them to love and serve their communities and their schools like Jesus because lives change when we love like him. That starts by us, a church, to equip, empower, encourage our next generation to bring the kingdom of heaven to the place where they gather most. Don't sit here and tell me that our kids are our church of our future because they're our church of right now. And if you want a church in the future, guess what? We need to go where they are right now. So start discipling your people, start discipling our students to go reach our people. That's what we need to do. After all, Jesus says, Matthew 19, let the children come to me, don't stop them. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And I know that we are like, man, how can I be more mature? How can I get this better paying job? How can I be a better parent? How can I be this, I don't know, like name the next rung on an adult ladder. Man, what's next for us? Man, a lot of us need to start growing to be a little bit more like our children. We need to be a little bit more like our students. So right now, I'm actually gonna invite up a couple friends of mine who are just like that. They're trying to bring the kingdom into their schools and through their stuff of what they're doing. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, that live and Gabe. Oh man, I did it again. Sorry, I know the first question was supposed to be their name and I'm just spouting it out loud. So um, anywho, we do stuff student ministry wise, just so you all know. So we have to do warm up questions to anything that we do, okay? So um, tell them where you, um, what your name is and where you're from. Well, I'm Liv and I go to Coleraine. Yeah, go Cards. I'm Gabe and I go to EC. What is, wow, yeah. What do you uh, what What do you guys say? They're good cards, people. What do you say? I What's have no your... clue. I see your pride; it's really shining through there. That's great. Um, that's good. All right. So, um, Liv, uh, what's the most normal thing about you? I go to school and I wear clothes. That's good. That's a great start. That's very normal of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay, um, Gabe. If space aliens announced that they would destroy the world in 24 hours and there was no way to avoid it, 
What would you spend that time doing if you had all the resources you have right at this second? Well, as you know, I have a friend named Michael Jordan. Yeah. And in Space Jam, he knows the aliens. So I could trade my J's as collateral to save the world. Yeah. I, yeah, that might work. Um, yeah, and they're not creased, so that's, they're more valuable that way. Okay, thanks. Uh, uh, Liv, on an average day, how many pigeons do you think that you could reasonably carry? Three or four. Three or four. Maybe five. What? Yeah. That went up from last service. Yeah. She's feeling the Holy Spirit working. It was good. We went from four to five. How many do you think that you could unreasonably carry? Still eight. Still eight. Still Just double eight. it. Yeah. That's good. Um, Gabe, I'm going to ask you a very hot topic question. Um, is pizza just an open-faced sandwich? Maybe. You have to commit. I mean, it could be. It could be. You have to commit. I mean, yeah. If, like, if it's like, um, it's, turn, it's on the circumstances. So you're saying yes? I, I guess, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, we're going to see how much hate mail you get for that. From the <laughs> pizza lovers out here. So, Liv, uh, tell us some things that you're getting involved in this year and why. Yeah, um, so I've tried a lot of sports, and I just haven't really enjoyed them. And I was kind of just doing them, like, for school and, like, for friends. But this year, I decided to give cheer a try. And because, like, I love dancing and, and having fun. And TikToks. Yeah, sure. A lot and of TikToks. <laughs> like, a lot of TikToks. A lot. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Anyways. Um... <laughs> And I think that God put me on this team for a reason and that he gave me these gifts so that I can be surrounded by the people like who love doing the stuff that I do and that I can get them to know Jesus and bring them to my church and my community that I love. And sometimes it can be hard because, you know, like you want to be like everyone else and it's hard when some people don't like it when, you know, you're sharing about like, your church or something. So I think it's about how I can merge school and church and how I can bring church to them and not just them coming here. And I think that God wants me to influence them and not them to influence me. Yeah, that's all I love that. So Gabe, <laughs> what's God putting on your heart to do at your school and how do you want him to use you? Well, to you, to, for me to be used by God in a sense, I want to have to be a friend, a leader, and a light in school to work out and reach people and make bonds with them in a sense, to show them God's love and grace, obviously, to help them along their journey, to really implement Jesus into their lives, and, and to spread Jesus in my school, I'm going to have to be like Jesus, so... In some cases, I'm the only Bible they're ever going to open. So I'm going to have to spread Jesus. I'm going to have to be there with open in my faith and have open arms with love to do that. That's cool, man. Thank you. So Liv, what are you, what are you hoping that God does through you? Um, I hope that... So I love this church because of the people here and, like, the connections I've made in the community. And I just want other people at my school who may not have, like, a community that they can go to or, like, connections that um, 
they, they can come here and they can have people to go to when they need help or, um, yeah. 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 So, Gabe, what are you getting involved in this year? Like, what do you, um, what do you see yourself uh, doing this year and why? Well, I see my, I do clubs and such, and I play basketball in a sense, and um, as you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what that means. I don't, in a sense? In a sense, yeah. yeah I play basketball in a sense, in a sense um, yeah. like, like NBA majority. 2K and nah, yeah, games. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. I mean, play basketball on Mondays, if anyone wants to Yeah, wait, if sure. anyone wants to, yeah, shameless plug. Yeah, yeah, great, thanks. Yeah. Well, in basketball, you know, as a team sport. And so you really get a bondage with the players so you can really influence them. And that's like the best way is when you're on a team, so. Yeah, cool, thanks, man. So how, how can these people, you, you, talked to, you talked a lot about, hey, this is, I connected here and this is my community and these are my people. And I'm trying to merge the two groups. I want my people here and my people here to come together. This is God's people, right? So how can we, our community, the people who are, are say like, hey, we got your back and we want to help you, how can we help you? Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that, well, there's a lot of ways that people can help me, like praying for me so that like I can just help others help find Jesus and like have a community to come to and also praying for the people I'm trying to reach so that maybe God will just like bring them to church or something. And there's, you can also, like, be, sorry, uh, the more everyone here is like Jesus, then the more they might want to stick around. So, like, greeting them at the doors and acting like you're so excited to be, like, you're so excited that they are here. And, like, one night, just bringing them and just having fun with them. And it also helps when they see you in their spaces doing the things that they love. So like coming to football games on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. On Wednesdays and Thursdays and just supporting us. And maybe they'll realize like, oh, these people really do like love me. And so I know that Jesus like, you know. Yeah. No, that's super great. And yeah, I love that you're pointing out, hey, your guys is, I don't know if you guys know this, but every single time we have like a one night, every single time we have something where our students invite their one life, the person that they've been investing in and loving and praying for, uh, they're sticking their necks out to invite them into a different community. And so what Liv is saying, I don't even want to skirt by, like this church has such an effect on if they're going to be like, hey, I want my communities to merge man, our community has to look like Jesus. From the moment that our students walk in the door, because you don't know who's new. You don't know who's this is the first time. And that works for adults too, kids, adults, students, whoever. Man, is this a welcoming community? Is this a place that, man, yeah, our people that we bring want to stick around. That's so good. And how can we help you, Gabe? Well, she said all the answers, really. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she kind of took all your answers. She's like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, really prepared. just, like she said, being a very welcoming and great church family and to be open to have people here is great. So that's like the best way I could think of. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, thanks. Well, um, you, have, you have something that you want to share that God put on your heart. So I just gave him questions. And of course, Gabe's looking through the Bible in order to what to give you guys. So uh, will you share that with him? So this is a verse from 1 Peter 5, 2 through 4. Care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly. Not for what you will get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God, 
Don't lord over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. And when the great shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of never-ending glory and honor. And what I see in that is to care for the flock because God entrusted it to you and to be eager to serve. Yeah, yeah, and your community. Yeah. This is your community. This is your people that God has put in your life and has entrusted into your care. So as we wrap up, I just want to say, hey, this is just two of our student stories. If you want to get around, you want to hear a bajillion stories about how our students are really changing their communities, man, they are really trying to change their community. This is just two of the stories. And so we need you. Our students need you. Man, they need you to invest in what they're doing. They need you to care about what they're doing um, because they really are trying and giving all their effort to like, God, you lead, we'll follow. And so um, this is just two, and they're so awesome. And as I, uh, and I, I just want to, I'll wrap it all up under these five things, right? So what you can do is pray for our school, get involved, help a student or parent connect to something, find someone to encourage and thank a teacher. So if you do those five things, I think we're running at something that's really awesome for our schools. So we're about to kick it back to the band, but first Gabe's gonna pray for us um, and then we're gonna give it back to them. All right. Lord, thank you to bring us together on this Sunday and let us be a shepherd to the flock as the Lord was a shepherd to us, God. Follow us with your grace and love and fill us throughout our years and days and let us go out throughout these weeks with your love and trust in Jesus' name, amen.